to God's word, we'll continue with our theme, are you full or empty? We're going to come to the latter part of the series that we've been talking about. We started with Ruth 121, which said, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Today we venture into the next arena. Ruth 3, 8 to 15. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself and behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thy handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followed not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. Now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee. As the Lord liveth, lie down until the morning. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also, he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she had held it, he measured six measure of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. The last time we talked about this, we started by saying that there are three kinds of people in this world. One, we said people who follow the law. They believe that the laws are meant to be followed. There's another group of people, people who break the law. They believe laws are meant to be broken. And there is another group of people People who understand the spirit of the law. Ruth functioning within the framework of the Mosaic law. Specifically, three of them. We see that she creatively presses them to the breaking point. And we talked about one out of the three laws that she touched and how she came out in flying colors. The first law we talked about was the laws of gleaning, the gleaning laws. I don't want to spend time because on it because we already discussed that and how it affected her life and how she came out as a winner. Today we want to move to the next part of the law, this, the other law that she worked around. This is Recorded in Deuteronomy 25, verses 5 to 9. And 
and this law is, if a man died without a male heir, a male offspring, the law compelled the man's biological brother to marry his widow. A son born to the union carried on the dead man's lineage and inherited his portion of the family estate. That was the law. We see Ruth understanding not only the law, but following the instruction of her mother-in-law. She understands the spirit of the law. She's found at the threshing floor. Interesting. Barren Ruth. Barren Ruth. Takes love to the next height by volunteering to bear a son for Naomi, to rescue Naomi's family. She calls Boaz to fulfill the spirit of the law by marrying her and fathering a child. Boaz is not Elimelech's direct brother, but he is one of the relatives. But we see she is pressing on that law upon him. There is a time for children of God to wait on God to work on their behalf. And there is also a time where we have to face the hurdles of life and press in and overcome. We see Ruth pressing in here with her request. I want you to draw your attention to the words that we read. The Bible says, gives us a picture, it's midnight. It's dark. The midnight and the Spirit of God takes us to that particular portion that we read. The scenario is the threshing floor. By the heap of grains, Boaz is fast asleep. We see Ruth approaching Boaz and lies down at the feet of Boaz at midnight. The midnights of life can bring the worst in people or it can bring the best out of people. They say that the stars comes out at night. Actually, the stars are there all the time. It just becomes visible at night. Interesting, isn't it? That in the midnight hours, the dialogue between Boaz and Ruth. How the sterling qualities of both Boaz and Ruth is revealed here by the Holy Spirit. Interesting, isn't it? First time we see Boaz, as he enters the scene, he comes to the field and he greets the workers that are working for him and working under him. He has a godly greeting. Praise the Lord. His greeting reveals his nature and his character. His greeting reveals the kind of person he is. Our words have the way of revealing 
what's in our heart. But mind you, it's broad daylight. In the sight of everyone. Everyone is watching Boaz, the boss. Praise God. We are at our best when we are in the spotlight. We are at our best in broad daylight. We are at our best with our words, with our demeanor, with our disposition, with the way we conduct ourselves and our business. But come midnight, when no one sees us, when there is darkness all around, when the spotlight is away from us, unless we are of a sterling character, the real person comes out. Praise the Lord. Character is who we are when no one is watching. Praise God. The Spirit of God takes the seed in the midnight hours. Praise the Lord. A man and a woman at the threshing floor by the heaps of grain. Someone once told me, I don't know if he read the Bible or not, but in an argument, he said, that was a one-night stand between Boaz and Ruth. No. When you read the Bible carefully, you realize that it was not a one-night stand between Boaz and Ruth. But in the middle of the night, when no one was watching, we see the virtuous quality in Ruth and the sterling character of Boaz is revealed and exposed so that God can have glory through it. Praise the Lord. Ruth at the feet of Boaz in the middle of the night. The Bible says Boaz turns around and he's startled because he feels someone at his feet. And he says, who is it? The reply comes, it's me, Ruth, your handmaid. Praise Lord. And she unveils the mission before him. Now I want you to draw your attention to the words that Boaz uses. Boaz blesses her in the middle of the night. Powerful man. He's the boss. She's just a servant girl, a foreigner. He doesn't take advantage, but in the middle of the night, he blesses her. Praise the Lord. What am I driving at? In the middle of the night, what your heart is full of will eventually spontaneously speak out. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Praise the Lord. Many who do praise and worship in the church, 
Many who do sweet talk in the church. Many who use graceful words in the public. They have a different disposition and different vocabulary when they are all by themselves. Praise the Lord. A true man of God, a true woman of God doesn't have a dual personality. Praise the Lord. In the broad daylight in the field, he uses the language that glorifies God. In the middle of the night, his vocabulary is the same. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Same person inside and outside. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you folks, what kind of a person we are when nobody is watching us? While we are all alone in our drawing room, in our study room, in our office, praise God. What kind of a person we are? In our telephone conversation, what kind of vocabulary do we use? Praise the Lord. Words which are seasoned with grace, full of grace. Praise the Lord. We see Boaz is the same outside and inside. Daylight and midnight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise the Lord. Once a person who was very proficient in multiple language walked into a king's court and he challenged the court by saying, I'm going to speak in multiple languages. Tell me if you can detect and tell me if, what is my mother tongue. After speaking in multiple languages, they could not have any idea because he used every language so articulately that they could not detect what his real mother tongue was. Finally, one minister came and said, a wise man, he says, give me one night. Tomorrow morning you come back and I will tell you what your mother tongue is. That night they found out the room that he stayed in, in the middle of the night, they threw in a bucket of cold water as the man slept. The man was startled in the middle of the night and he woke up and he cursed. These guys, they just disappeared. Next morning when he appeared in the court, they said what his mother tongue was. When we are startled, when our world is rocked, when the unexpected happens, who we really are comes out. Praise the Lord. Folks, we are the children of God. The Spirit of God indwells us. And we ought to pray that we will continue to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God. And we will speak the language of the Spirit. May God grant us the grace to do so. Boaz says, praise the Lord, the Lord bless you, praise the Lord. Not just a pretense, he didn't have the time to plan to say what needs to be said. 
but the truth, the real him, came out. Praise the Lord. Yes, let's pray that the real us, the real us, is what the world sees at daytime and at night. I want you to draw your attention to Ruth. Check Ruth out. She's saying, she comes with a request at the feet of her boss. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Praise the Lord. See, it's very interesting. Boaz is telling her that the whole town knows that you are a virtuous woman. Interesting, isn't it? When you read chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, nowhere in this fourth chapter does the Spirit of God highlights the physical features of either Boaz or Ruth. Except one thing, and through the words of Boaz, it's clear that he is much more older than Ruth. But the Bible doesn't say anything about their looks. It doesn't say Ruth was beautiful. That Ruth was good looking. You know, in the Bible, there are, there are women that are mentioned as good looking. Rachel, as compared to Leah, was good looking. And that's why Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. But here in this book, we don't see anywhere anything about Ruth's beauty or her physical appearance is given. Praise the Lord. But throughout the scripture, again and again, her virtuous qualities is highlighted. In the middle of the night, Boaz is saying, you are a virtuous woman and everyone knows about it. Praise the Lord. The Bible gives premium, premium to our character over our looks. There is nothing wrong in being good looking and handsome. If God has made you handsome and good looking, praise God for that. Be humble and give glory to God. Praise the Lord. But the Bible, we see, gives premium to character. Praise the Lord. To character. Now, everybody was not born as a beauty queen. Everybody's not born as Mr. Universe. You are uniquely created by God. But God does expect us for us to become people of quality in character. Praise the Lord. In conduct. He wants us to emulate Jesus of a role model in every form of our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, we see that the character of the woman is talked about in the scripture. Praise the Lord. There is no mention of their physical appearances or how good they look. Praise the Lord. But their spiritual character is highlighted in the scripture. God wants our spiritual character, our godly character to be displayed, not for the sake of showing off, 
praise the lord but when the true nature of god of christ we who are being born of the divine nature comes out it brings glory to god you know what the world says especially to young people show me what you got show off what you have and some young people they fall for the trap they tend to show off praise the lord by showing themselves off to the world around us they feel that they can have a a a a, a they can have they can have a greater uh, walk or a greater call on their lives praise the lord god wants our spiritual character to be displayed throughout our lives you know peter writing in first peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 it's very clear god gives premium to what the unfailing beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit praise the lord mind you the unfading beauty the writer of proverbs says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting in other words it will fade away with time so the bible says calls another kind of beauty unfading beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit no matter how handsome we are no matter how good looking we are no matter how beautiful we are slowly steadily eventually it will fade away the black hair will become gray i remember one of my boss she used to wear a wig an elderly woman used to get home my hair and she says you got good black hair now it's gray it's turning gray the other day somebody told me it's time for you to diet and gave me a good advice saying that do it before it all turns gray and then if you do it everybody will notice that you did it well, i left it i'll think about it i'm not saying no i'm not going to say yes but i'm going to leave it there but i want you all to know that it's turning gray and just if if you see me all black one day you know what happened <laughs> praise god what am i saying hmm? eventually some don't have to turn it dye it black because they don't have anything up there <laughs> but then look at our tone of our skin slowly and steadily it wrinkles but then what are we saying the bible gives premium to the unfading beauty praise god when everything around us fades there is an unfading beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which is a far more worth than what the world has to offer oh how good it would be as each day pass the inner man continues to glow praise the lord 
When was the last time you checked yourself out in front of the mirror and asked yourself, am I glowing? Praise the Lord. No, that mirror ain't going to tell you if you're glowing, but this mirror will tell you if you are glowing. And yes, the world around us will also know whether we are glowing or not. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, folks, praise God. In every seasons of our lives, God has called us to be people who continue to glow. Praise the Lord. And we glow the best in the midnight seasons of our life. When everything is gloom and dark around us, that's when we glow the best. How many of you guys seen the fireflies, praise the Lord. The fireflies, you see them glow at night, praise the Lord. It's just the darkness that makes them more visible, praise the Lord. In every seasons of our lives, in broad daylight, at midnight hours, in the secret of our chamber, let us become people who continue to glow for Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So what is she doing? She's asking him to do what? You know, take up the role of the redeemer and take her under his wings. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, that's what she's asking. Then she knocks at the next law. Look at the next law. The kinsman redeemer law placed responsibility on a man's nearest relative to buy back his land if he fell on hard times. Ruth challenges that as well. Listen, buying Elimelech's, Naomi's land is a losing investment if Ruth bears a son through Boaz. Yet, despite the financial risk, Boaz joins Ruth in rescuing Elimelech's family. And he redeems Elimelech's land in a final act of love. We see Ruth and Boaz as a son. Where do we see the son? I want you to look at Ruth 4, 16 and 17. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Fast forward, chapter 4. Of course, Boaz redeems Ruth, redeems the land. And they have a son. And we see that the people called him Obed. Obed means service and worship. Obed means servant of God. And where do you see the Holy Spirit placing Obed? into the hands of an elderly Naomi who said what? Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Praise God. For I went out full, but I have come back empty because the Almighty has dealt treacherously with me. What am I driving at? See, sometimes we look at ourselves and we pass 
a verdict upon ourselves. We look at our empty, bankrupt, bankrupt lives and we cast out verdicts. But we forget that there is a God who can change the tide around for us. Praise the Lord. From empty to full. From full to empty. Listen. From full, she went to empty because of their own decisions that they made. It was a process. From full to empty. Wrong decisions in life. But when God gives us an opportunity to make a U-turn in life, praise God. And when we respond to God, respond to God's timing, God can change everything around. Praise the Lord. What is empty is full. Where there was hopelessness, there is a glimmer of light, glimmer of hope. And what kind of glimmer of hope it is? We see the Bible says, Obed was the great grandfather of David. Praise the Lord. Regardless of how empty we are right now, today, God can do a number for you. God can do something special for you and fill you. Praise the Lord. But you know what? When you look at the life of Boaz, we see he's a type of Christ. Just as Boaz was the one responsible to redeem the property of his deceased relative, Elimelech, along with his widow Naomi and her daughter-in-law Ruth, likewise, Jesus Christ was the one chosen by God to redeem his people to God. Just as Boaz was motivated by love when he redeemed Naomi and Ruth, Christ too was motivated by love for lost humanity when he purchased redemption on the cross by shedding his own blood. Just as Naomi and Ruth were destitute without anyone to help them until Boaz came along, and redeem them. Likewise, we were all helpless and destitute, sinking in that miry clay with no one else except Jesus Christ, who alone could redeem us. It's only by his perfect sinless blood that was shed on that cross that anyone can be redeemed to God. Hallelujah. You know, there's a song of heaven recorded in Revelation. God gives us a preview into the future. And do you know how that song goes? This is the lyrics of the song. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. For you were slain, the Lamb of God, and have redeemed us by your blood. Praise the Lord. Out of every tribe, every tongue, every people and nation, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, has redeemed us. We who were empty, bankrupt, broken, destitute, hopeless, Jesus came through for you and for me. 
But here is the beauty. Boaz was wealthy. In order for a redeemer to redeem, he has to be wealthy. He needs to have a compassionate heart. He needs to love and he needs to be able. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the lover of our soul. Praise the Lord. He's not only the lover of our soul. He had compassion upon us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the godly. No, the ungodly. That was me. I want you to look at something. The title was, Are You Full or Empty? I was empty. But this morning I am full. I am full of grace. I am full of glory. I am full of life. Life abundance. Life eternal. I am full of hope. Do you know why? Praise God. My Redeemer, Kinsman, Jesus. You know what he did? In order to make me full, he emptied himself. Paul writing to the Philippines says, he emptied himself of all his glory. To fill me with glory. To fill me with life. To fill me with hope. To fill me with peace. To fill me with joy. He emptied himself. My Redeemer, Jesus, He redeems my soul from the pit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He redeemed my life. Praise God. He redeemed me from death. He redeemed me from the hands of the evil one. He delivered me out of the hands of the strong enemy. Praise God. Jesus, God alone has the ability to save us, to save his people from slavery and captivity. And God's redemptive will and power is demonstrated supremely to the, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he is our Redeemer. Look what Paul writes to the Colossians says. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Praise God. You know, God's redemptive work in us, for us, praise God, causes us and brings praise and glory to him. Praise God. This is how Paul puts it in Ephesians 1, 3 to 7. And I'll read it out and conclude. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which has given us freely 
us given to us freely in the one he loves in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace praise the Lord folks through this book what do we learn we have hope praise the Lord we are redeemed even after being redeemed quite often people live as if they are empty this morning I want to remind you if you're feeling empty come to him he can fill you with hope joy and peace God can turn things around for us praise the Lord because of Ruth's unwavering commitment to the Lord and the family she had married into the Bible says she was honored to give birth to David's grandfather what an honor it was for her since the Lord Jesus Christ came from the line of David do you know how the Bible writes about Boaz and Ruth are listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Matthew as the parents of Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David. Praise God. Listen, God can take an unknown, a hopeless person, and he can do a work in them to such a degree and magnitude the world will marvel as to what happened praise the Lord God can do the same thing for you and for me he can take our life and do a work in us that the world will marvel what happened praise the Lord what God can do in us for us through us through our children through our next generation the world is yet to see praise the Lord so shake yourself off praise God rise up before the Lord and tell him Lord I commit my situation into your hands do a greater deeper wider work in me for me and through me shall we rise up before the Lord praise the Lord quick how do you feel you feel empty God can turn turn things around for you he can fill you up fill you up with joy life grace glory and when he's through you will be a display display of God's glory an exhibition of God's grace the world will wonder what happened God can surprise you before anyone else gets surprised you will be surprised what he can do for you he can change your verdict about yourself 
He can change the world's wording about you. Yes, isn't that what the book of Ruth teaches us? Yes. When he gives you the trigger in your hand, remember the trigger. Activate the trigger. The trigger of faith. The trigger of trust. The trigger of risking your life for Jesus. Thank you, Father. Heal yourself to him this morning.